0: Hello, this is Tara, and I am speaking from You Should Write a Book, the podcast, and A Stroke of Genius, a memoir. I wanted to do a video this morning, that's um, about a, kind of a new uh, topic. for uh, what I usually do. Um, But anybody who knows that I was a preacher, um, I I braid, braided, I braid. So I have usually three uh, things and then uh, three topics, three kind of threads, and then I promise they'll actually come together in a meaningful way at the end I had an opportunity to have a gathering on sun, uh, Saturday afternoon it was beautiful um, I there was a lot of talking I saw um, friends I haven't seen for a long time and uh, uh, and a way to also um I told tell my story about the stroke and how it came how it happened and my experience at the rehabilitation it reminded me of a few couple things first I want to talk about the fact that my aphasia my stroke I am very uh, privileged that I'm very uh, lucky as far as uh, the stroke. I didn't have any physical um, symptoms and that I have aphasia and apraxia, and other than that, I'm pretty good. A lot of uh, pra- uh, aphasia or apraxia um, sufferers, some can't have any speech at all uh, or they can't um, speak um, use any words uh, just sounds. I'm acknowledging that my uh, that I have uh, this privilege to be able to do So but I do want to think about the fact that, when it was very bad after the rehabilitation, there was, um, my brain was okay. It was fine. And it was hard for the therapists and the nurses to understand that I'm still me in it. I understand that it's very difficult to acknowledge the person that you have always been. I was able to articulate who I am. And when I talk about I, who I am, I'm talking about the who I am person. I'm still that person. Imagine that you're in, like uh, I was thinking about, uh, a genie in the bottle. And how that must feel like the experience of someone who can't get the message out at all. A little bit. They can't speak at all. So they might have had a file. That said, oh, I was this this client or patient was uh, an executive at oil and gas, and he was a avid hiker, and uh, he um, th- this is you know what his lo- life looks like, but imagine. You can't actually tell the person who they who I they are like the essence of them the things that they love and the thing that makes you happy and the things they worry about and the things that make you make them sad what kind of movies they like to watch how how they like to be with their partner they can't, can't articulate that so the nurses and the therapists they can only do from the few points on the on the uh, on the chart imagine that you're trying to figure out for get to know somebody with a few points, it's like a dating file, um, <laughs> file, <laughs> and how how um, that how, that's not the essence of of you are as who you are. Those are just a, um, high a little bit. what does their voice sound like do they have an accent were they from someone somewhere else what does it sound like for an aphasia patient who doesn't know who they what they sound like and most people um, have something maybe a recording on a Uh, an answering machine I I was very lucky because I have a a whole bunch of podcasts (laughs) to help people know who I uh, sound from before the stroke. I'm I'm just going to take a minute and then do the transition into the next thread. Part of my journey has been uh, volunteering for the Calgary Aphasia Center. I'm a person who uh, likes to be helpful. And as I said earlier, that I'm very uh, acknowledging my privilege. Um, that I have uh, the, the s- ability to speak as uh, better than a uh, lot of other people who have aphasia. One of the uh, modules in the training uh, has been talking about acknowledging competence. So in the example that I was talking about um, and the person who has, who went on the oil and gas and was an avid hiker and all of those things, they're, they're still there. They have abilities, they have deep thoughts and acknowledging that they're person is still there, is really important to the journey. Just uh, just imagine, imagine for yourself that you have um, a big piece of duct tape all over your mouth and you can't get your messages out either with any sounds or with just grunting or just mumbled speech and you can't get any of those thoughts out. One of the techniques is, first of all, acknowledge that they're competent, <laughs> that the person is still there. And then it's uh, it's hard to for the therapists and the nurses, and even for their loved ones to um, to uh, remember that they're not a child, <laughs> they're they're not incompetent. Uh, they uh, that they want to just still be acknowledged. There's lots of resources at the Calgary Aphasia Center if you wanted more information and maybe I'll link it uh, up a little bit uh, to differ it's very important for me to acknowledge my temptation to not wallow. I'm Doing this at 11:30 on a Sunday morning after I had a very big day last day, and I was very tired and I had no words. I couldn't. I couldn't um, do messages and I couldn't speak anymore um, in the evening. And I woke up in the morning and thought, I could just have a day off. And by saying, I wanna tell you that when I wake up in the morning, I'm still me, I'm still the same person. And and it's not until I speak, um, start talking, that I remember that it's difficult for me to get the message out in a way that I wants that I want it to get the message out. Again, I want to um, acknowledge my privilege, as someone who had, a, who is a public speaker, um, I have some tools that most people don't have access to. As far as articulating things, what I'm uh, talking about today in this video is going to include um, a lot of. Uh, about two hours of <clears throat> planning to be able to get the, the, um, the, the words out, to be able to do the video. And I also know that when I'm finished recording this, I, I probably won't want to speak uh, for a while. If you are an aphasia patient, I understand the temptation to just be alone, to not have anybody trying to get a communication out. I understand because you're still there, you are maybe struggling to um, communicate. People are asking you questions, trying to get information from them, and you can't get it out. And so it's I can understand that it would be very uh, temptation, temptate, temptating, temptating. No, nope. oh, that's apraxia, sorry. <laughs> temptate, tempt can't um, and I can't get the, the words out so I would just um, be alone. I understand the temptation, temptation <laughs> to, to just be alone. That's not uh, healthy. I'm trying to remember uh, I'm gonna get back to um, the th- the three threads. At first, I was talking about remembering about the who, the actual the ens- essence of who I am, and aphasia per- p- um, patients, there still very um, they're there they're very they're in there it might be more difficult to uh, to find it out but they're still in there the work from the Calgary Aphasia Center is talking about acknowledging the competence and defining ways to access it It might be, maybe the aphasia patient, they can't use any words, but they might be able to draw a small uh, picture. Or um, maybe just, um, they could, uh, maybe they can write out a word, or they can pick, uh, look, uh, point at pictures so as someone who maybe was a avid hiker maybe they can just find a way to show the pictures of the mountains and to uh, so that they can uh, also have that enjoy of that moment, those memories and then i also want to talk about um, then the third thing i was talking about was the temptation of just uh, staying in the alone place and the own alone places where in the brain is it's still there and there, even though um, I'm uh, I'm not uh, be able to get the mess- message out. I may have mentioned that, In um, my previous life, I was a preacher. So I want to uh, end this by bringing those three threads back in to a message that I hopefully will be inspirational. Just give me a minute. I'm wrapping up this video. Uh, this is a message for both of aphasia patients. I see you. I know you're still in there. For The people who are around the patient, they know you're there too. It's very important that you remember that. I know as a patient, you might feel alone. We know that you had a whole life before the aphasia, before the stroke happened and all of those people that were in your life before, they're still there and they're wanting good things for you. I don't want to be a... As think the thought of as just a stroke victim, I'm still the person that I always was. And one of the ways that I remember this is to use. Um, I'm just gonna say that it's a poem. It's actually from the Psalms, and if you're not in a religious person, it's fine. Uh, This is not why I'm trying to use this, but I want this to be inspirational. Just think of this as a poem. And I'm gonna try really hard to um, (coughs) read this. We'll see how that goes. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down, and you are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If you go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settled on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right right hand will hold me fast. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because you are fairly and were wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Search me. God and know my heart you are known and you are beautiful and you're still in there and I see you Bye.